Welcome to the Growth Squad Podcast, a podcast for digital entrepreneurs. Every week, we will talk about sales, marketing, branding, and all the foundational tools and strategies to help you grow and scale your business. Whether you're a seasoned business owner or just starting out, this podcast is for you. We are your hosts, Michael and Jillian Leonard, college sweethearts, serial entrepreneurs, and business coaches extraordinaire. So I hope you're ready. Let's do this. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Growth Squad Podcast, Friday's edition. We need a name for all of these. Um, well, we're not going to decide. They're going to decide. Oh, okay. I was going to say you kind of just put me on the spot right there trying to get me to name all no, of them. No, no. I am totally creatively tapped already today, and it's not even noon. Yeah. I would say, yeah, if there's something you want, then uh, whatever then, you uh, say. Go get it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, you you guys choose if there's something that you want to call it because obviously Monday is with me, Wednesday is with you, and then it's us together. So Fridays, yeah. Hopefully, you didn't come for any sort of like informational content or anything yeah, because that's not what Fridays are. I mean, obviously, we will talk about what we talk about. <laughs> we don't talk about what we walk about. <laughs> I love that movie. Um, okay, sorry, serious. Ooh, Van Dam. So we are obviously going to talk about real stuff, but these are more like fun conversational. So the people can get to know us and we can get to know the people. They're going to talk back to us right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. They're talking. <laughs> you just can't hear it. <laughs> what is this episode? Oh my it's goodness. Okay. No. So um, how are you doing today, babe? I'm really good. Yeah. Um, I know that we were going to talk about kind of uh, just changes and with everything that's going on. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So I'm sure, I don't know if you guys know, but we're in California. We're in Northern California. We're in phase two, which we don't even know what that means. I guess it means that some restaurants are starting to open up again. But honestly, it feels so weird. Yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's this weird between time where like, there's a lot more people out than there probably should be, but not everybody's out. Yeah. So it feels like a small town here at least. It's really weird. It just feels odd. Like, I feel like it's wrong. Like, when we're going to, you know, if we're going to go to the store, that feels about right. But if we were going to a restaurant, that feels weird. Yeah, I don't know. I, um, yeah, like I saw, I was just going to get gas earlier today and I saw that a bunch of restaurants were open and I, I just kind of wondered how that's going to actually work. But, um, yeah, it's just been interesting and it's been an interesting time in business too. And I know that's what we were going to talk about with just kind of some pivots that we've made and we've helped other people make. Uh, Cause it's definitely been a time where you have to change. You have to change the way you do things just with everything that's going on. And so um, I know we were going to give some personal examples and then talk about some other examples. Yeah. So, I mean, what's odd is like nobody knows what to expect and no one can could have predicted that this would have happened. Like I think everybody, thinks like, oh, my business will be fine if anything happens. But I feel like this was a big wake up call that you have to be prepared for literally anything and just planning for the long run. I know that Rachel Hollis talked about how to recession proof your business. And I thought that was super insightful, just like always being prepared and knowing that you have a big cushion especially if you have a team. But for us, we made the pivot like, yes, we are still coaching, but we're almost evolving. Like it almost forced us to evolve in more of an agency where we're providing other services. Like we're providing uh, content creation as well as 
brand and design for different businesses. So we've definitely shifted quite a bit. And what was that saying that you were talking about? You just sometimes in business, you just have to follow the money. Yeah, I can't remember where if I read it in a book or I heard it, I heard it somewhere. But uh, and it was someone who was talking like about times like these where you have to pivot your business and you almost don't necessarily choose a path, so to speak. You just are more open to the possibility of change. And so then what ends up happening is you find kind of your little area where you didn't really think that that's where you were going to end up, but you kind of found your place within like what you're offering your ideal client and the pain points and the services and everything like that. And so, yeah, just kind of talked about following the money and that happened to us is we just kept getting asked to do these other things, which don't get me wrong. If we got asked to do something and we weren't good at it or we didn't know how to do, we would say no, but these are just things that we've learned how to do over time. So like sell and be coaches and, Uh, marketing and brand design and content creation and things like that are just things that we've already known how to do. And so when people asked us in the beginning, we used to say no. Uh Um, We actually had a client now that we were like, yeah, that we were like, yeah, that we were like, no, we're not, we don't really do that right now. And then we kind of started thinking about it and we're like, well, why don't we like, and just see kind of what happens. Cause I feel like that's when you get a chance to figure out if you really like doing something. Cause um, I think I even, was talking about it with someone else, but it was like, well, yeah, if maybe you did it as a job, but maybe you hated it just because it was a job. Like you were there cause you liked the work. So maybe try like you. So mm-hmm. like you did brand design and stuff like that, but I know you didn't like it cause people forced like you to be creative in their way, not your way. Mm-hmm. So you hated it, but maybe you don't hate it. Maybe if you did it within the confines of like our business, you'd mm-hmm. actually like it. And so just kind of being open to new possibilities and stuff like that. Yeah. And I feel like that is the thing with entrepreneurship as you know, and we had said this from the very beginning and we were always excited because we didn't know where our business was going to take us. Yeah. And I think that that is, you have to have a certain kind of thick skin for it because I know for me, like I get real resistant to change. I'm like, Frick, are you kidding me? I just got a system. I am a melancholy personality where I love my systems. I love repetition, but I really hate it when things change. And I was, that was obviously something I had to reassess and understand why. But I think that with entrepreneurship, you have to be flexible. You have to be able to go where the market is calling you. And if people are requesting you and you're turning down money, like I think in some ways that's kind of stupid or not. I wouldn't say stupid. I don't think it's smart because it just adds to your portfolio. It adds to your personal resume of what you can do and it makes you more valuable. So my experience, you know, in branding and design and creating content, like that was something I wanted to get away from. But if it's pulling me in that direction, like why not? Yeah. Like you said, see if it's something that I like now that I am my own boss and not to say that like my last job, my, my boss was amazing. Like I worked there for six years. They were amazing, but I just personally like being able to make my own decisions, make my own schedule, determine how much I'm worth. You know, those are our, our beliefs. So when it comes to entrepreneurship is that you should be able to decide how much you're worth or how much your time is worth and having your own, being able to make your own schedule and actually live your life. Yeah. And I mean, ultimately to people telling you that they want services, maybe that you didn't think that you offered, 
was people telling you that whatever that area is, that that means that you're really good at, Mm, that they could see you charging money. So like in this example of content creation, that's not something we had originally envisioned as being something, but we got enough people asking us, like, do we do content creation that it was like, okay, these are people like wanting to pay money for it. It's like, obviously we're good at it. We just maybe, and it's not that we thought we were bad at it or anything. It's just, we were so focused on coaching that we, we had never really thought about, oh, like we could do content for other people. And it's just about like when the opportunity presents itself, trying it out. And then ultimately like you kind of go narrow to go wide again, to go narrow Mm -hmm. again. Like, I don't know what that's called, but, um, to figure out like where it almost is like, so you narrow down like what your expertise is and what you're really passionate about. And it's not necessarily like the most ultra narrow thing. It's like, well, I want to be like a business coach. Okay. Well that can go like a million different ways. So you like funnel out into all of the things that you could possibly do within that realm of your expertise. And so you try a bunch of different things and like, why not make money while you're doing it? Cause it's already something you technically are proficient in. And then as you figure out which ones you like, where the market's kind of taking you, because obviously, like, if we got five people asking us to be business coaches, but we got 100 people asking us to create content for them, we would obviously start, like, moving towards the content creation side, because that's what everybody is saying that they want. And so then that's kind of what helps you narrow it into being able to figure out, like, where you fit. Mm -hmm. Because it might not always be, like, you could go through years and years of just struggling down the, like coach route but the whole time people are asking you to create content for them and you don't figure it out the first two or three years and you just struggle instead so i think it just like we were talking about before comes down to just being willing to pivot and open to change and maybe it not looking like you originally thought it was gonna look i guess yeah and i think what you said is so important like it's if it doesn't look the way that you thought it would look, it's kind of you have to kind of let that go mm-hmm. of that vision. It is important to hold a vision of where you want to go in life and in your business. But if it pivots you or if doors are opening, it's almost like you have to follow like the doors like we OK, we are you know, we're spiritual. We have a faith. And if we are trying to like, let's say recently we were trying to move out. And we wanted to move up to be closer to my parents, but every door kept closing. Every time we would find a place, it would get rented out or we found another place, but there was something wrong with it. And like just moving was going to be really, really difficult. So then we kind of were like taking that as a sign. Well, maybe we need to stay. And then we chatted with our place and they agreed to, you know, lower our rent, which was amazing and never happens. So we took that as a sign, like, you know what, maybe we need to follow this door and stay here for another year. So I think it's the same thing in your business. Like where are the doors opening? Where are they closing? And if they're closing, that doesn't mean that it's like, Oh, I, I failed. Like I'm done. Like I'm just going to turn around and totally pivot and, you know, sell farm animals now. But it really is like, is it a real closed door or is it, you know, just a failure? But if it's, if doors are opening to other things, like you can always take the opportunity and keep doing what you're doing. I think that's the beauty of being a business owner and an entrepreneur is you make the rules and you decide where you want to go with it. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of being a business owner is you get that choice that total control yeah to, to kind of just go whichever way you want and i just i i it's like you said earlier it seems kind of dumb 
I mean, because especially it depends if you're a new business owner or you're one that's struggling in sales, but you have people asking you for something else that, and I will say something that you know how to do, not something that you accept a job, not knowing how to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you say, you'll just learn on the fly. Like that's not fair for people to pay. You would, that would be a beta test. But if it's something like content creation, well, we've been creating our own content. We haven't had anybody else do it. And I've been doing that since I was 20 years old. Yeah. so. So, I mean, obviously like that's something when we started getting asked, we're like, Oh, okay. That's something we could explore as like a thought. And, um, it's not something initially, like if you would have told me that I would have been like, oh, that sounds like fun. But now that we're doing it, it actually is kind of fun. Yeah, I, no, it is definitely fun because I think especially for like people are going to hire you for your expertise and your creativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, especially in the creative outlet, it's just important to set those standards and just say like, you know, this is a partnership. I'm not your employee and you're hiring me because of my my expertise and I will work with your vision because I know that there is a weird, that's a whole other conversation. But um, yeah, I think it's just about, especially in the beginning when you're struggling, like, and you need to make money. And if something's calling you back to like, maybe what your job was, Mm -hmm. you know, like what, why not? Because you can still be working on your other vision. Like we're still working on all of our coaching and we still have coaching clients, but we're expanding. It's allowing us to expand our business into something that, we had never even thought about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's kind of like you were saying, it's just like, why would you not do it? You know, because maybe you do it once or twice and you find out you don't like it, but I mean, you made like $2,000 or something, yeah. you know, it's not, not bad, especially since at that same time, you could have been just kind of banging your head against the wall. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of those times where like, cause I've been listening to everybody and they're like, Oh, you have to pivot and you have to pivot. And so people are like going the traditional route where they're like, Oh, you need to offer like smaller. It's like very generic information. So like, Oh, you need to offer like smaller I priced items so people can afford it. Like people are stuck at home. So anything that was like person to person, you need to like offer as part of like a course or something. And it's like, well, yeah, those are like the obvious choices. But I think really what you need to do is you need to take your expertise Cause your expertise is kind of like when you're doing an outline and you've got the Roman numeral one, that's almost like what your expertise is and all the A, B, C, D, E, and F are like sublets of that. So like I have a career corporate background, so I'm good at sales and technically like marketing and, and psychology management. and management and so like you see they sublet. And so like you did social media brand design and everything for companies. So you know how to create the content, you know how to copyright, like, so they're all sublets. So Then you look at those and you branch out and you say, okay, well, where can I make money now? Because typically you were probably focused on just one of those sublets. So like yours was brand design, mine was sales, but that's only one of the sublets. And so if you start then exploring those other sublets, especially if people are asking you like, hey, I would be willing to pay you for this service. Like, I feel like that's the thing people aren't really talking about is taking all of those sublets and kind of opening yourself up because everyone's so like afraid of like, Oh my gosh, I have to be as like as specific Mm. as possible or Mm. else like, you know, I'm going to appeal to too many. And then you hear the quote of like, you know, if you're appealing to everybody, you're appealing to nobody, but it's like at this time it forces you to kind of explore more than one Avenue. Mm -hmm. So you just kind of sublet out and see almost like every sale or inquiry you get moves you further along that road until you figure out which one gets you the furthest or to the end. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's the one coming out of this. That's, the niche, that's yeah. the niche. Maybe you thought it was like with us, maybe we thought it was sales, 
but it was content creation because we just got asked so much for that and coming out of this now we create more content Mm -hmm. because you just go where the, that's the, like the quote was, you just go where the money is. Mm -hmm. Like it's like, if someone's going to offer you $5,000 for a job, are you going to say no? Because you're like stubborn and you want it to be, you know, kind of thing. I feel like when you get to six, multiple six and seven figures, then you can be more strategic about that kind of stuff. But I feel like if you're not at least making six figures, like you should never not entertain the idea of someone wanting to pay you for something that's a sublet of Mm -hmm. your main expertise. And like last thing, and I know this is like a little bit of a deviation, but kind of like what you were saying, niching down, yes, is important. But I heard a really interesting thing the other day from a very uh, prestigious, (laughs) words are hard, um, (laughs) brand and marketing firm. And she was talking about how you should really be branding and marketing based on who you are as a person rather than like, you know, niche and ideal client, which is important. But at the same time, like people are going to stick around because of what you believe and who you are, because they're going to identify with that the most. They're going to identify with you as a human because that's what we all crave is human connection. So if you can connect with another human, they're going to be totally on board for whatever you offer. Mm -hmm. So maybe for us, and it could look like for you as well, who are you? Like what, what makes up who you are? And those are the things that you can offer to people who are seeking, you know, to work with you. So I think, you know, maybe it just comes down to like figuring out what makes up you? What are your strengths? Because if you need like niching down, you know, it's like kind of a double-edged sword because it's like you can niche down and work with only these people, or you could take the route where you're just being 100% yourself and just basing it on that. And then people can work with you based on the strengths that you have. I agree with that. Cause I think that I think the ideal client avatar and stuff go way too far. Like, I don't think you need to be asking like what TV shows are they watching? Like, yeah, I just think outdated. to me that gets, I feel like that is completely outdated. And I feel like the way for me is it's better to take those, that expertise and the sublets of those. And then who are, who are you targeting then? And like make that actually as broad as possible. So for us, it's digital business owners. So it's online business owners mm-hmm. because then content creation fits in there, business coaching fits. Like they all slide into that one. But if we get into just one, then it's just one. Mm -hmm. It kind of makes it harder for you to kind of open up and branch out when you just do one specific thing for one specific type of person. Mm -hmm. So I even say just figure out like age group demographic. So like, is it female, male? Is it everybody? And like, yeah, age group and really just kind of more of a broad. So if it's, you know, like career business women. So if you were like a fitness trainer, so that's pretty broad then. And then you can branch out into sublets, whether it's like the diet way or fitness or this kind of fitness or yoga or like whatever the sublets of your expertise are. But then, so you're able to then move freely within those rather Mm -hmm. than just like, I'm only this for only this type of person. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's fine when things are going fine, but when things are like this, like if your client system dries up. So like corporate business women, like they're not at jobs right now, they're all closed. So now that's eliminated your entire niche and now you can't pivot anywhere. So it makes it really hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I would just say, just to wrap up things that you can do is ask yourself, what are people wanting from you? 
Like, what are they asking the most in, if you're on Instagram, what are they asking you in your DMs? What services are they asking from you? What are the questions that you're getting? And kind of follow that trail and see, you know, if people are constantly asking you, how do I make the best apple pie? (laughs) But maybe you're just a chef and you focus on some other food. This is a terrible example. Um, Give the people what they want. I think that that's kind of what it is in business is you're giving the people what they ask for. If they're asking for something and you can deliver, you are going to make the sale. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's absolutely true. Because I mean, it's just ultimately the more I've learned is just basically you, you almost don't choose the change. You just are open to what is that called? Like, You're open to the possibility. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the change chooses you. <laughs> the change, the change can definitely choose you, but it's just, it's almost saying to, you know, whatever you believe, God, the universe that I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm okay with wherever things take me. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean that you just like sit back, don't do anything and just say like, go ahead, take me anywhere. Like you still put in the effort. You're just letting go of the result and letting go of the path. Yeah. What it looks like. You're just saying like, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to show up. I'm going to be consistent. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I'm just going to trust that if I do everything that I know I need to do to be successful, that it may not look like or happen in the time frame that I want it to, but it will happen. Love it. I think that's a good note to wrap up on. Okay. Let's put a bow on this thing. (laughs) Wrap it up. Well, thanks guys so much for joining us. If there's anything that you want to hear, please let us know. You guys can come and follow us on Instagram at live great grace. And we're so happy to be joining you. Hope you guys are staying safe and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Grace Water Podcast. If you want to hear more, make sure you hit subscribe so you can hear future episodes. And make sure to leave a review below saying what you liked and share it with a friend. See you next time.